Hi, I'm Simon Isaacs and I lead the commercial and industrial print division at Rico UK. And this is our Anything in Print podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We are really glad to have you here because this business podcast series is designed specifically for you, the print community. This show is about bringing you the latest advice, tips and strategies from our network of experts within the print and related industries like marketing, business and finance. It's all about knowledge sharing to help you and your organisations reach your purpose and fulfil your business goals. But before we dive in, remember you can find all of our education video content on our Rico Anything in Print series page. Now, let's begin. Today, I'm pleased to introduce you to Mark Nelson, owner of Compass Business Finance. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the company? Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks, Simon. Um, so myself and my brother set up Compass uh, just over 15 years ago um, as an independent finance company to support primarily the print and packaging markets. Um, the business since then has expanded somewhat um, and now has some specialisms in the industry as a whole. Um, and we're well set to provide that facility into the market um, and proven by our accreditation through uh, the British Business Bank with the Enterprise Finance, sorry, the Enterprise Finance Guarantee Scheme previously, and more recently, uh, the Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Scheme. Okay, great stuff. So, I mean, navigating the financial landscape is always tricky in gaining funding, especially in, in some of our industries, to move businesses forward can, can be confusing. It seems to be more so than ever now with some of the new regulations, but the good news is that um, our Customers out there do have options, whether they're considering investing in software, equipment, looking at cash flow support maybe, or an injection to, to drive them forward, or even restructuring existing debt. So, you know, you mentioned, just mentioned C-Bill. So, uh, anyone uh, like me, that's the Coronavirus Business Interruption Loan Scheme, bit of a mouthful. Yes. Uh, I do offer some significant benefits, um, so we'll, we'll go through those. But... Yeah, just, just looking at it for, for, from a, a finance perspective, it is at the forefront of everyone's mind, I think, this year. Is that because there are fewer options available, do you think? I think I think when we went into uh, lockdown, let's call it lockdown one, back in March, um, the immediate concern of any business is the financial impact um, on their cash flow. Because um, as we all know, cash flow... Um, is the is the, the essence of a business and, and how it's going to uh, stay viable. Um, so we went immediately from dealing probably with a 20 to 25% of our customer base on a, on a daily basis um, to dealing with 100% overnight um, because everyone had a concern. Now, not all of those concerns came to fruition um, and, uh, you know, everyone immediately had that impact. But going forward, we... We needed those communications. People wanted to talk about their options. And that's carried on through the summer with, with the changing schemes as well. Um, it, understanding finance and what your options out there at the moment are is vitally important. It doesn't mean you need to use them, Simon, but um, if you don't know what your options are, then you don't know what you might not might be missing. Um, and that, that's become key. So, I mean, is it tougher to get finance in the current circumstances? Um, is it tougher? That's a, that's a difficult question. In that, let's, from a compass perspective, so we're, we're an independent finance company that lends our own funds. 
um, and we're an intermediary works with uh, numerous banks and financial institutions in the UK. Um, that sets us apart from, from most people out there um, and gives us a very um, deep understanding of the market and what's happening. We're also members of the, of the Finance and Leasing Association as well, uh, and we operate on their, their senior management board. Um, so what I would say is that there's a number of financial institutions, and clearly I'm not going to name them, but that are struggling more than others to put funding into the market. Um, there's a reticence um, to, to lending money in a market that is um, unqualified. It's, it, it, no one knows where we're going next. And, and that uncertainty, uh, whether you're a, a, a print customer or a finance company, um, means that you change your your way in which you react and therefore and a credit team if you think about credit teams uh, generally sit in an office and, and hear all the news outside uh, and don't have that day-to-day interaction with their uh, with the customer base uh, the, the easy thing to do is to say oh we're just going to sit back a little bit and, and maybe not lend as much fun, funds out into the market um, we would say as, as compass we've still got um, some very strong ability to lend into the market um, and that that has been through our our contacts that have the C bills scheme ourselves that have got C bills and, and some other strategic funders that um, would look to look, lend in in the market anyway. Um, so from a compass perspective, I'd say we, we're lending. We're probably actually lending more this year than than any other because there's that demand there. Um, but it is if if you didn't understand the market, then yes, I'd probably say it is more difficult to 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 source your finance. Right, so it is about talking to people who understand how to navigate this. And do you want to talk a little bit about how the uh, government back schemes may have impacted the um, the ability and people's ability to to have some choice in what they do? Yeah, so I have to say the British Business Bank, um, in tandem with the Treasury, uh, brought C bills to market very very quickly, um, and did a fantastic job. Um, really, in, in, in the timescale they were given, um, and it has it has evolved from there, um, and there has been the tweaks and changes. Uh, and one of the critical uh, parts for us, um, which actually hasn't been a change, but the critical parts for people to understand, and the message we've been trying to shout out is you can have more than one sea bills facility, um, and that's a really really large part of the market. So many people don't believe you can have more than one facility, so. Um, I, definitely make sure that's a, a key point that everyone takes away from today if nothing else. Um, what C-Builders allowed is allowed lending to continue in, in two different facets really. Um, you've got the term loan facility uh, which is effectively to support cash flow um, during a bit like furlough but in a different method. Um, so it's, it's immediately coming into your to your day-to-day um, cash in order to support the business um, through these times. You've then got um, C-Bills Asset Finance. Um, and we we were one of the first to have um, C-Bills Asset Finance because we were one of the only accredited lenders um, under the EFG Asset Finance derivative. Um, and it is, it is different. Um, and what it allows, it, it allows you to make investments in the business. Uh, as long as you've been impacted by coronavirus, which Let's be fair, most people in the UK will have been. Um, it allows you to make an investment in the business, uh, into an asset, um, and utilise the scheme um, and obviously the benefits that gives you. And, and, and just to qualify what they are, um, 
is the interest paid for the first 12 months um, and, and, and the fees during that period as well. So the, the, the setup fees for, for the facility that's put in place. Um, what it gives to the lender is an 80% guarantee against the debt. So clearly from a lender perspective, that's very positive. From a customer perspective, uh, that's obviously very worthwhile from a cost base. Um, so what CBILS allows, it allows a company to go out, make that investment, and also manage their cash flow over the next 12 months. Because in that time, all the customer will be paying is, is capital repayments instead of uh, full repayments. Um, to give you a little bit of an insight on how that works, as we all know on in any finance agreement that you ever take, there's more interest on day one than there is on day 36 or 60, depending on how long you take the facility over. Um, so you get a greater impact by that interest being paid for the, that 12 months. Uh, just, just This is accurate figures, but if you had a monthly payment of £5,000, it may be that you're only paying £2,500 for the first 12 months. Well, that's a great benefit to any business to be able to make that change, make that investment at a time when you're looking to streamline an operation. Um, you're looking for those efficiencies. Well, utilise it. Go out there, make that investment, give yourself a lead into it, um, and, and and benefit from it in the long term. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I will come back to to um, to the timeframes that people have to to look at this because one of the things I wanted to just to, just to ask you about as well, and I I see this with with my customers, is a lot of them are extremely busy just keeping the lights on at the moment. They may have furloughed people, they may be hands on in these smaller uh, businesses just just to keep their, their, their customers happy um, and spending the time looking at where the marketplace is moving and, and making those decisions now to to react to the way that uh, business is being conducted maybe more online than they were used to it's difficult to balance current work pressures getting the, the, the workload out maybe it's a diminished level but they've got staff on furlough um, and thinking about the future um, what would your advice be um, to customers about what they should be looking at now and how they should be considering their options for the future? Yeah, no, again, it's a really good point to, to touch on there, Simon, because um, there's a finite period of time that you can access C-bills. Um, and I think because it's been extended and it has been extended twice, um, no one expected this to go on as, as long as it has. Um, we, we're worried that people are going to get into the um, position where they feel CBILS will be extended again and therefore we don't need to worry about it. Um, CBILS has a finite end date. That's for applications. Uh, we then get a period of two months um, to ratify those applications uh, under the asset finance derivative. Um, and then from the point of approval, uh, we have six months to disperse the facility. Um, so the key message we want to send out is you don't have to make an investment, but why not investigate the potential of what investments you're going to need to make at yeah. any point during 2021? Because, you, you know, you could say, well, look, there's a very small chance we'll make this investment because of this reason and that reason. Can we put an application in? No problem at all. That, that's easy. We, we've got the forms. It's actually not an in-depth process to go through. Um, 
we then have two months to go through that more in-depth process to get to the point of an approval, and then you have the six months to utilize it. If you decide during that time, actually, you know, we're not in the position to make that investment, well, don't make it. I mean, you know, we, we'd be the first to say the investment's got to be right for the business. Um, so, but if you leave it and you don't make that application and you come to June next year and you go, ah, we're going to buy XYZ machine, well, you can't then go back and make that application for C bills. So, look, think ahead, start to plan. Plans can and will always change, but at least you've got it in the melting pot. Okay. And I was talking to a customer last week about um, C bills. Uh, and again, I'll go back to them. Their impression was they needed to make the make, make the application by the deadline of January the 31st, but they had to spend it by March. So I know there's a lot of misconceptions out there about uh, about all of this. Can customers change what the money is appropriated for? So if they've made a business case for X machine, but then decide actually it's not more equipment they need, it's some you know software or they need automation or they, they need a web to print storefront to, to capture people and customers in a different way. Is, is that possible? There's two, two, two points to note in there, there Simon. Um, the first one is the reason that the message is out there about the end of March is because the term loan facilities, the C-Bills term loan facilities do need to be utilised by the end of March. I'm talking about C-Bills asset finance and the rationale uh, for having a longer time frame for asset finance because it does take longer to bring these machines in and get them operational and get them paid out. So, so that's why there is a difference. Um, the second question, um, which I've forgotten, Simon, sorry, what's the second point? The second point was, can they change if they've decided they need maybe some, some printing hardware or some finishing hardware or, or, or some software, can they, can they, you know, in the next two or three months realise actually it's, it's actually not that I needed, it's this or it's a different combination? Does it go down to that level or is it the amount of money they've applied for that's important? Okay. So it, it, it has to have some rationale to what they're buying, uh, without a doubt, you, because we've got to ratify what, what they're buying and why they're buying it as any credit process would need to go through. So... And we can't. You can't also make an application for a machine at one hundred thousand that then comes in at one hundred and twenty thousand. So you, we've got to be. It's got to be a genuine acquisition that you're you're you're, you're looking at, and it's got to be a, a, a genuine machine that you're likely to buy. Um, if it went, yeah, how do we put some some meat behind that? If 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 you're buying um, a guillotine and it went from a from a polar to a Wallenberg, it's, it's still a guillotine. Um, so you know that 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 we we, we could rationalise. Um, if if you're buying a guillotine, but actually now you're going to buy a press, that's a completely different purchase, and you're going to struggle to get through that through. Um, so it's got to be reasonable. It's got to be rational. And let's be honest, we've got to approve it, and that approval stays in place. Well, if we approve it guillotine in that scenario and then it's a press that's a very different approval yeah. so you'd have to start getting effective okay that's great advice because if you know you need a, a guillotine you don't have to do anything other than shortlist your supply you don't have to make a final decision on exactly which supply you want to deal with you can just go and still keep the um keep, keep the competition or keep the tender process alive to buy your guillotine at the end of that process. 
Yeah, and I think I think Simon, that's an important point for everybody um, because yeah, what you don't want to do is it, yeah, we don't, as a finance company, want to impact what people go and buy. That that's a company, that's a business decision. Um, that that's not our decision. We want to support them in the investment that they're making, and and we have to, you know, take their judgment on what they're buying. You know, as is critical so you know that that has to stay with the customer okay great well um if we um if we think about now um what organizations have already done this would you have any uh, insight or advice on what you've seen in the marketplace so people will obviously be concerned about making investments and in capital investments when business may not be at the levels but then on the, the flip side of that is often if they don't make the investments they may not get back to those business levels or someone else who's made the investments might pinch their customer especially if there's a, a, a new paradigm new technology that the, that organizations are moving towards so based on the organizations you've dealt with and and um, helped through the coronavirus um downturn have you got any insight into those that have made the leap and made the investments, how, how that's paying off for them? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, for some, um, and probably fewer to count at this moment in time, and probably need to quantify this a little bit. When, when we went into to the first lockdown, uh, the majority of what we were providing was, um, was cash flow facilities to support those businesses um, in a time of, of extreme uncertainty. Um, it, life has moved on somewhat from that and, and people have got more used to, to current trading conditions, even though they seem to change regularly at the moment with a lot of ups and downs. And therefore, the asset finance derivative has, has become more prevalent um, over the last probably three to four months now. Um, so we're still very early stages of those investment asset finance um, deals being transacted. And seeing the results of those. Um, look, the ones we have done, we're getting positive feedback from. Um, and I would suggest that it is that planning um, for the potential, which is coming down the track. Um, and I'd say, you know, you don't need to make a single application. You can make multiple applications, as we talked about earlier. So if, if you're a little unsure of, of where that investment is going to be need to be made, then put in a couple of applications, you still need to rationalise them to what your thought process is, um, but let's look at them, um, put them in place and then, and then be there if you want to be reactive rather than proactive in the investment, which I do understand at this moment in time. Some people will go straight away, people, some people want to just sit back slightly. So um, yeah. it's yeah. what works for the business. It is. I had a great conversation with um, what, one of our other partners at VPress um, last week, and he said he doesn't know whether people are, 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 are brave, have got a visionary, or, or sometimes are just stu too stupid to realise what the risks are. But it's that the, the, the brave that are going ahead and investing and, 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 and looking for new opportunities and directing their business and investing in their business to, to, to take them there that are the ones that are doing really well and the ones that are surviving and thriving. And that's true. I think that's true of, of all the, the, the cases out there. But I think following from what you've just said and looking at C-bills, because you can make 
multiple applications and you can draw down on them at some point in the future. Really actually engaging and um, going through these options with with, with people to, to, to help validate, well, will the finance pay off? Is the business case there? It sounds like that um, is, is a sound piece of advice in terms of not just helping to create the business case um, and look at the finance, but also to ratify what the payback might be. Absolutely, Simon. Um, our, our first mandate would always be to say to customers, come and have a conversation. Um, there's no commitment in you coming out of a conversation. Um, we feel we're well placed in the printed packaging market uh, with C-bills and with, with the um, contacts that we have to, to support the majority of customers out there. Um, but, I, you know, except a lot of people will have their own content, might want to have a chat to them as well. So nothing wrong with having those conversations. Open the doors, see what you can comes out of it, and then make an application or not. You don't you don't ever have never feel forced to do something. It's a case of, you know, see where you get to. Absolutely. And I think that's really important at the moment that people will be looking at their business. They will be seeing areas that have um, suffered and they'll be seeing areas that have, have grown. I think when anyone looks at what they're doing and then looks to the future, there is always a bit of you know, guesswork based on gut feel and experience. The amount of experience our customers in the print industry have, sometimes they don't even appreciate how it, how, how important that is. Uh, and I think what if, if, if anything from this main message is with any business and with any sector, it, it's the visionary in, in, within this. It's, it's looking to the future and taking some time to really explore those gut feelings, explore if they if they can see the marketplace going one way or customers dropping off in another way, really ask why is that happening and how can I make sure we as a business protect ourselves and, and grow within whatever's going to be the next normal for that particular vertical within within our sector. Uh, and they are there, they are there. It's just really about having the conversations and taking the time amidst all of the you know, ridiculous busyness and, and furlough and um, and uh, other COVID-related stuff and lockdown to take the time to actually explore it. You know, hopefully with organisations like Rico and uh, and and Compass as, as well. Um, if um, if we're going to take a, a sort of a, a final bit of advice on how customers can improve their odds of getting a case through, what what would that really be? Um, know your options. Know your options. Um, so you know that when you're you're proceeding whichever way, or maybe not that it is, um, know which way direction you're going in. Um, so you have a sound business case. Um, have the discussions. Um, be flexible in those discussions. In that you know, don't, don't pigeonhole them. So you've got to talk about one thing. Open them up, um, and making sure you've got information to hand. And don't be scared about sharing that information. Um, there's a, I, I expect there will be a lot of reticence in the market to share, especially from our perspective, management figures this year, because they're not going to be particularly attractive. We understand that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's a given this year. Um, if any year that you're not going to be the best, it's going to be this. Um, we've got to explain it. You know, we, you will need to explain, the customers will need to explain to us What's happened? Clearly, we understand that. But why has it impacted the business in that way? What you've changed? What's happening? Where are you expecting to go? Um, look, it sounds all, all very much common sense, um, but don't be shared about 
sharing that information. Yeah, that's great advice. I think um, to put some context around that from, from a, a corporation like Rico, we deal with retail and you see some sectors in the supermarkets within that doing really well and, and others doing not so well. And, and those guys are talking to us about those same pressures as well and, and finance. Um, we deal with airlines and my goodness, if, if you're going to be in a, an industry that is looking for finance right now and these guys are still talking and they're still talking about finance. So there's no reason why the print industry shouldn't be doing the same and shouldn't be looking to to get some cash. And as we've said, it could be for software or equipment. It could be for cash flow support or it could be restructuring of old debt to, to make sure that they're healthy moving out of uh, this pandemic. So it really is about having those conversations. And just a final reminder of some of the benefits of C-bills. Do you want to quickly just go through some of those? Yeah, so the, the main benefit is that it pays your interest for the first 12 months and, and your arrangement fees for the facility. Um, up until that point, you have no cost anyway. Um, so again, ha have the conversations, utilise the expertise that's out there and know what your options are. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thank you very much for that insight. I'm sure that our customers will, um, well, I'm hopefully they'll, they'll react from it and we can uh, we can have some very positive conversations with them. So, Mark, thanks very much. Thank you very much, Simon. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this episode informative. If so, make sure you subscribe to all of our upcoming episodes and let us know any feedback you may have. You can also connect with myself and my guests on our Anything in Print series page.